0: Hello, and welcome to Red Rock Relationships, a podcast about communication. Let's unpack the relationships that we encounter in our daily lives and learn about what makes them tick. And now your host for Red Rock Relationships, Dr. James B. Stein. Hey, 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 we are back with another episode. And I got to say, it feels like forever since we've done one Um, here at DSU. We had spring break last week. And uh, we didn't do an episode on Friday, so we're doing two this week. We got one here today on Monday, and then we got another one on Friday, so we're doing double duty this week. And then before we know it, we're going to be almost done with season two, which is very exciting for me uh, uh, because I feel like things have been going well. And uh, in the note of things going well, it is time to move on from our dark side conversation. We spent like three or four weeks talking about all kinds of dark side stuff. And now it's time to talk about Kind of the aftermath of the dark side, or rather, one element of that aftermath. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness, and we're going to be doing it with um, one of the gentlemen who literally wrote the book on forgiveness. Uh, I am very pleased to invite Dr. Vince Waldron onto the show. Vince, it's so glad to—I'm I'm, I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Oh, I'm glad I could be here.
0: Of course, of course. Um, so, you are yet another <laughs> ASU pride uh poll that i have brought on Uh, i've done almost the whole department now uh uh, faculty and grad students included so now we're doing the west campus that's what we're doing now we've moved on
1: (laughs) you're you're uh, branching out geographically yeah
0: yeah so um So just like, uh, with all of our other guests, uh, if you wouldn't mind sort of starting us off by just talking a little bit about your experience, um, in the study of things like forgiveness, kind of how you, uh, fell into the study of it and, uh, where your academic life cycle is at now. So would you mind just taking a couple minutes?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I study forgiveness at ASU with several colleagues, including my good friend and colleague, Doug Kelly, and I got interested in studying forgiveness because and when I started doing research on forgiveness, you know more than twenty years ago, I think my big question was, like, what kinds of communication you know help relationships stay together for a really long time? And I studied that question in the workplace and also looked at things like friendships and marriages. Um, so I think I'm these days, I would say I'm interested in relational resilience, you know that is what allows relationships to bounce back from it's sort of inevitable hard times or challenges that we all have just because we're human um, and we're all flawed in some way. So it was some some years I've been studying those issues and uh, Doug and I started talking about work that he was interested in in forgiveness. Mm. And, you know, I just sort of realized that even in the, the research I was doing in the workplace, I was just finding there's a lot of people walking around out there in the world who are holding grudges or feeling hurt can't let go of things that have happened in the past. So he and I started collaborating, looking at forgiveness as one way, you know, to sort of move forward in our relationships after something, you know, somebody's done us wrong, uh, we've been hurt. And uh, at that time, in the late 90s, you know, Doug was maybe the only person in communication who was really studying forgiveness, even though it's a huge topic that's been studied by scholars for really several thousand years. psychologists have been looking at it. Um, but we really wanted to look at, you know, how does forgiveness get talked out? You know, what's the communication part of this? Because almost all of us have gotten some message in our lives, could have been from a faith community or a family, says forgiveness is important. We may even feel guilty because we have trouble doing it. But we don't get a lot of instruction about like how to do it, how to talk it out. So that's, that's really what we've been looking at for quite a number of years now.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. So then that of course begets uh, a question that precedes all of that, which is, uh, what even is forgiveness? I mean, like when we, when we hear about forgiveness, we often, I, I see like the memeified version of forgiveness where it's like somebody's Instagram page and it's like, forgiveness doesn't mean giving someone a free pass. It means like fixing things for yourself. So just from, I guess from like the, From right straight from the uh, academic horse's mouth, as it were. Um, Can we wrap our heads around what forgiveness is and maybe what it's not?
1: Yeah, I I think that forgiveness is really a way of kind of confronting uh, the things that have gone wrong in our relationships, and holding ourselves and others accountable for the, you know, the expectations that we have for each other, the sort of moral codes and values that are most important in that relationship. so part of forgiveness is acknowledging that something's gone wrong. And if, you know, if it's just a minor thing that you can just get over it, forget about it, move on, then you probably don't need forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is for the big things. Mm. Um, so it's a way of putting into words, you know, what went wrong, uh, how you hurt somebody or how you were hurt, um, kind of making sense of you know why that's important in your relationship, And figuring out if you want to let go of the emotion, the anger, maybe even the desire for revenge that you might have. So for us, it's a it's a stage process. Uh, It's not just a simple, hey, you just need to get over this or you need to to let it go. Um, And... um, one of the problems with forgiveness is it is kind of oversimplified in the literature we see a lot of pithy sayings about forgiveness um, but really for us it's a process of communication that involves working through a number of steps and it can take quite a long time so um you know it's not an easy thing to do
0: Uh, the thing that stands out to me when you say all that is that it it is a communicative process so i i think a lot of people like you said they kind of just throw around the term like oh i forgave him or oh i forgave her is the articulation the thing that makes it forgiveness where it, whether it's articulating to yourself or to the person who has hurt you is that is that the crux is that the key to it all
1: for me that is the key and it's being able to articulate and put into words these things that might otherwise just be in our hearts or in our heads now forgiveness is a complicated process and you know part of it is making a decision for sure a decision that you may keep privately, but when we think about how it works out, you know whether it's at work or it's in your marriage or your family, it is something that needs to be talked out. Maybe that mm-hmm. conversation starts in your head. Uh, maybe it starts with a therapist or an advisor, but usually it's gotta to move to a place where you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if not with the person that you hurt or hurt you, but other people who can help you make sense of what happened and help you kind of craft a way forward, That all gets worked out in you know, the way that we talk.
0: Interesting. Okay. I like that. Now the past few episodes on this show, we've been talking about lots of dark side stuff. And in last week's episode, we talked about, uh, relational transgressions and, uh, you know, we had Dr. Shabib on there and she was fantastic in articulating the specific types of transgression that we encounter. Let's pretend like we've had somebody who, I don't know, engaged with a, a relational transgression upon us, um. And we decide we're ready to forgive that person. Can you talk a little bit about some of the benefits that we might see if we decide, yes, I'm ready to forgive somebody? Are they psychological? Are they physical? Are they emotional? What are the benefits of forgiveness?
1: Well, the short answer is yes. (laughs) The research is really pretty clear that. You know, if we can get to a place of sort of genuine forgiveness, and I would distinguish genuine forgiveness from feeling like somehow we have to be, we're forced to forgive, or we should forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people can get to the place where they have chosen forgiveness, the research is pretty clear. You know, there are psychological benefits. People who forgive seem to be less depressed. They're, set, they're less. Um, there's less negative ruminating about the past. They they score higher on measures of well-being. So the psychological benefits are really quite overwhelming in the literature, and there's at least indirect evidence suggesting that forgiveness is associated with some positive health co- outcomes, you know, not physical outcomes because inflammation markers in our bloodstream that are associated with you know, poor health, high blood pressure. Um, some studies suggest that if you can forgive, even those things change over the long term. So, yeah, and it's so it's there's definitely these benefits that are related to health. Um, there's also, uh, there are other benefits though. Um, sometimes forgiveness is just a way for us to feel better about ourselves, to be consistent with the values that we have. You know, maybe you've grown up in a culture that really values forgiveness, and you wanna do it, um, but you've been a, bit a little been blocked because you haven't quite figured out how to do it. So a lot of times people will just feel like they're, they're more at peace, they, they feel more connected to the larger community, um, you also talk about like a weight being lifted off their shoulders for sure. We make a distinction in our work, as most researchers do, between forgiveness and reconciliation. You know, reconciliation is the decision to re-enter a relationship with someone, and forgiveness is kind of a pathway sometimes for doing that. You know, reopening a conversation with say, I don't know, a sibling maybe that you were estranged from, or improving your marriage, but. You may decide to forgive for your personal benefits, for your personal reasons, but decide that it's not safe to be in a relationship with somebody who hurt you or who is likely to hurt you again. So I think that's an important distinction, but there are a lot of relational benefits to forgiveness.
0: Yeah, I think about when I think about reconciliation versus forgiveness, the way that I learned about it, and I hope that this is right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. uh, uh, Reconciliation is more mutual where both people say, okay, we're gonna try this again. Whereas forgiveness, like you just said, it's a process that we um, can do with another person, but many times we do it alone and many times we do it for ourselves. And I find that interesting because we really started talking about the self this time last season when we had Dr. Generous on and we were talking about online dating, believe it or not. That's where we opened that conversation. And almost every guest we've had since then has, stress the importance of things like self-love and self-care and self-forgiveness. And, uh, right. I, you know, I think that, I think that's kind of what, where we're at here now. Is it not?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a great connection to make too, because when I speak in the community about forgiveness, you know, lots of times people are interested in like, how do I forgive a parent who was abusive or how do I forgive my sibling? Um, but one of the most common questions we get is like, how do I forgive myself? Um, and, uh, you know, forgiving ourselves is sometimes harder than forgiving others. Kind of strangely, we're sometimes harder on ourselves. Um, you know, one of the things that helps us be more forgiving is just recognizing that people are imperfect, right? That everybody makes mistakes and actually all of us make serious mistakes at times. It's kind of part of the human condition. And when we accept that, we can be a little less hard on other people because we're like, hey, we're human. Sometimes we have trouble... ourselves that way and saying hey i'm human you know i deserve forgiveness just as much as others so i do think it's very linked to that idea about self-care and uh concern for the self
0: i think that's a really good point a lot of self-care going on here um okay something really specific that i want to get to um is this idea of resiliency which is a term that i had not heard being used in the study of relationships until i familiarized myself with some of the work that um, that you've done um, and some others. Can you tell me about what resiliency is and what is its role in terms of forgiving someone or, like you said, forgiving yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, the notion of resilience really comes from the study of materials, material science. Resilient materials are materials that can kind of take a beating and then bounce back, you know, kind of return to their original form. So when we think about resilience in the In the realm of relationships, we're really talking about how it is that relationships bounce back when they've experienced adversity or difficult times. Um, And uh, sometimes not just bounce back, but we say bounce forward. That is, learn from these hard times and actually, you know, when you get through them, you feel like, hey, we're actually a stronger family or we've got a stronger marriage or a stronger friendship. So really, resilience is that bouncing back that adaptive process, you know, making adjustments based on the past to to get a better future. And forgiveness in our research is kind of a resilient strategy. Um, You know, when you're faced with a period of adversity, you know, you can either get stuck, kind of hold that grudge, keep replaying the past, or you can figure out a way to make some adjustments in your relationship, in your communication with this person. may mean that you need to rethink your values and your commitments together, And move forward. And when you do that, you may find that you're on better footing. You may find that you've got a stronger relationship than when we study families. For instance, we've been doing research on step families in particular lately. You know, we find out that we find that families that have forgiveness stories to tell, like a time when, you know, somebody lost their temper or somebody did something that seemed terrible, but we were able to talk it through. We were able to forgive one another. You know, we're a normal family that makes mistakes and look at us, we're stronger now, you know, forgiveness becomes part of that relational narratives of strength. Um, so we see it as connected to resilience in a variety of ways. But one is just being able to tell stories of forgiveness as a way of getting through hard times.
0: Wow. Well, I think, I think that's very important because when we think about forgiveness, we often think about the transactional approach to it, right? Where it's like, you did a thing, I have forgiven you for that thing. But what I'm hearing from you is that forgiveness is almost the final page of a, of a book that we need to take the appropriate amount of time to write. Is that metaphor? Is that metaphor checking or am I, am I off?
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that metaphor. Um, I think of forgiveness is opening up possibilities, you know, instead of shutting them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to think of it as transformative and open-ended, you know, it creates the possibility of us creating a different relationship maybe reinventing uh, the relationship that we have and and being different in the future and better. Um, So that's not really transactional. That's really transformational. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a certain kind of, you know, you hurt me, so therefore, you know, you need to apologize and I'll forgive you, kind of that sort of transactional thing. And the amount of apology has to be enough to make up for the bad thing you did to me. Um, (laughs) Right there is a certain amount of that for sure. We all have that, but forgiveness goes way beyond that. You know, it's a way of reshaping meaning Uh, really it prompts reflections about like, what do we want in our relationships and who are we going to be to each other? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's the really cool part of forgiveness
0: okay so uh, then this is all kind of building up to the final question that i have for you i'm picturing a scenario where uh perhaps that transaction occurs but forgiveness does not so someone wrongs another person let's say with a relational transgression the offended person says you know you hurt me and the offender says i'm sorry and then the person who's been offended you know Kind of thinks to themselves well you know that's not good enough maybe over time they say okay i'm ready to forgive this person and so when people reach that point from a communication standpoint how can we craft a message of forgiveness like where do we even start how do do we get back on the topic with the person who hurt us and how do we form the message that we need to deliver to let that person know that he or she is forgiven
1: it's a really good question. I think that's the money question for communication researchers. <laughs> so one thing that is important for me is that you know forgiveness is in part an individual process, but it's also a, a relational process. Right? So not just like something I do or something you do, but it's something we're going to do together. And doing it might take multiple conversations, multiple tries. Um, but a couple of things that matter. So if you look at it from, let's say, I'm the one who did the hurting right um so i'm kind of seeking forgiveness we know there's been tons of research on how to do this and particularly how to apologize and all we've all been on the end of one of those apologies that just didn't feel real like the person didn't get it like the, i'm sorry that your feelings are hurt because i did such and such which is just basically yeah. a way of saying hey you're just oversensitive right mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but real apologies seem to be instrumental in kind of driving forgiveness forward. So a real apology, a good apology, you know, takes responsibility. Say, I actually did this thing, right? It's not your fault, it's my fault. Um, And I can say not only that it's wrong, but here's why it's wrong. We had this agreement about not dating other people, or, you know, we agreed in our friendship we were going to talk to each other first before we spread rumors. Um, So it's wrong because I violated that agreement. that helps a lot and then you want to look to the future and say you know i'm not going to do this again that helps but if you can say what you're going to do instead next time i'm in this situation here's what i'm going to try um, rather than go talk to somebody else on my work team i'm going to talk to you first mm. those elements of a forgiveness seeking strategy or an apology seem to to really resonate with people who have been been hurt by us you know on the forgiveness giving side you know, we've looked at a variety of ways that people go about doing this. One thing I'll say is that explicit forgiveness seems to be stronger than just kind of beating around the bush or sort of non-verbally, indirectly sort of suggesting. Forgiveness. So if you can say to somebody, hey, I, I hear what you're saying and, and yeah, I, I forgive you for that. Um, there's a real sense of closure in being able to say that. It's hard and we're not actually used to it. Um, But explicit approaches seem to have more impact than implicit approaches.
0: Wow. Okay. So the directness matters is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think that's very important because I think in those sensitive moments, uh, people almost want to hide from the directness of something like an apology or from saying something like you are forgiven, right? We want to imply it. And I think that that's the, the social norm guides us to doing that. Um, but what I'm hearing from you is that it means a lot more it to look someone in the eye and say, I forgive you.
1: Yeah, I think it for no other reason that it's kind of rare, you know, and social norms do kind of, kind of encourage us not to do that. So then when we actually do it, it seems special and important uh, in a relationship. And that's maybe why it's so powerful.
0: Wow. All right. Well, i Crazily enough, that's the time we have. One thing that I want to touch on, you mentioned the importance of violating expectations in our relationships, and it just so happens that that's what we're going to be talking about next week with our guest, Emmy Hashi. Uh, We are gonna talk all about expectancy violations theory and how we can develop, maintain, and violate the expectations that we have in our close relationships. And then after that, we'll have our final two episodes, which are gonna be a little bit more um, individual focused, and then we'll be done with the season. But Dr. Vince Waldron, I really wanna thank you for, for coming in during our time of need and filling this spot and talking to us all about forgiveness.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's a great topic. I'm glad you're exploring it for other folks to think about.
0: Absolutely. And next week, we're going to keep digging deep into those topics. But until then, we will see you next time. You've been listening to Red Rock Relationships, a podcast about communication. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. If you'd like to be on the show or have questions for us, please send us an email to redrockrelationships at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search Red Rock Relationships. Thank you again. And remember, it all begins with good communication.